is the League Podcast, presented by Boys and Sons Radio Group, and proudly streaming on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hello, welcome in. Usually this is when you hear Dylan and uh, typical Dill gets the buy and then in the fantasy world and takes his buy on the podcast as well. So I'm out here doing some more legwork for him and uh, wish him and his family many help uh, this evening. This is with them tonight. But the pod must go on as always. And to join me to break down what was one of the craziest finishes of a regular season in our fantasy history and a setup of playoff preview, which should be equally as exciting. I have the one and only commissioner, Thatcher on the pod, along with fellow dad, Jay Wright, coming from the Somerset, or I guess we're up in Whitestown now, the Whitestown area, and uh, good to have you boys. Welcome in. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. I got my, uh, in case people didn't hear about it last week, we're uh, actually live on the Spotify (laughs) wrapped. So my background this evening is the uh, the stats from the from the wrapped. It's a good year for the pod. We got some growth and listening. We got some boys transitioning to Spotify. Jay, I think you made the move over. Yeah, I um, used to use Apple for podcasts just out of like repetition. But then honestly, Brady talking about Apple Music so much, I was just like, I'm just fully removing myself from the Apple sphere of of listening. So yeah, I'm a Spotify uh, podcast person now too. It's nice to see some growth on the pod despite losing the producer. You'd think we'd go the other way, but we we upped our following. The listens are still there, and we're excited to keep it growing. Yep. Similar to how the league is, has more international games each year, the pod is also gaining more international fandom each year, too, tied very closely to the, to the league. So, anyway, uh, as we know – this is one of the craziest finishes, if not the craziest finish to the regular season ever. Nine teams in contention with two teams playing for a trophy, too. It wasn't like either of those teams are out of it at the end. But um, Monday night was a big night for the Pandas. Uh, that she stayed up for all of it. I think Jay was asleep at like nine. Dylan said he was asleep as well, which is crazy. Because um, he he literally went to bed. I told him this is the biggest flex is – he went to bed not knowing if Waddle was going to win him the matchup or not. He literally didn't care. He just went to sleep. <laughs> but I was like, how do you do that? This is crazy. <laughs> so anyway, he, he was asleep, um, but a few people were up. Uh, I think JB was out there uh, checking into because the whole fantasy season depended on this. And I made a list of all the things, and this will be rapid fire here, of just a couple of categories. One is unintentional helpful moves that helped me get in. One is absolute blind squirrel luck of things that happened. And then there's like insanity luck at the end, um, which is crazy. So the moves, as we know, Michael didn't play DJ Moore, which is wild. Uh, he also didn't start a tight end. If he does start DJ Moore, the match was over. JV's in, as we know. Um, but really, I don't think that was that wasn't talked about that I remember in the group chat at least. That the really what did it for JB among many things, but was Michael not starting the guys and picking up the tight end? It was kind of as much Michael's doing to get JB out as anybody, which was kind of wild looking back at that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, the dads have to band together, so maybe Michael was tossing me a bone out there. (laughs) And uh, but I will say, JB also chose not to play Mostert. 
and not to Are play me too. Yeah. So there's a couple moments there, some unintentional helpful moves that got me in. But then the true absolute calling this the blind squirrel luck was it was Tua's worst game of the year by two and a half points. His only it's two his second single digit game of the season happened. A little balloons there for you, boys. Um Tyreek got, you know, got hurt. He only had he had two other games at eight points this year. This was his third eight point game. So I got bottom three game from Tyreek, bottom two game from Tua. Barkley fumbled the ball with no one around, which is crazy because he easily could have scored there, um, which was wild. And so there was a looking like a long run that he fumbled. And then probably the craziest thing was is the Dolphins somehow recovered the ball twice and on their like 10 yard line. And I'm screaming at the TV. Dasher, I'm like one up Dasher's phone. Jay has like a thousand texts when he's asleep. And uh, both TDs go to Mostert there, which is wild. Not, nothing for Hill, nothing for Waddle, nothing for Tua. It was just straight runs. And then probably the craziest thing is Waddle gets that last catch. And I don't know, I actually went back or, or rewound it and watched it. He like did this like really cool little evade that picked up the extra four yards. If he just like runs a straight route there, he's not getting those additional four that I think actually, I think uh, Dill won by like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.3 or something. So he had a little, Waddle gave me the gift of life there at the end, just a little, little sidestep to get in. Um, so those are crazy. But really the thing that was craziest to me that we did not talk about at all in the chat, I confirm this, is Dylan chooses to start McKinnon over Gus Edwards, uh, Ridley, and Amari Cooper in his flex, which Gus at the time I think was like RB7 or 8. And Ridley, I mean, I know Kirk was healthy at the start of the game, so you know it's kind of a questionable thing. But Dylan picks up picks up the Chiefs' third running back and starts them and has more points to help elevate. I mean, if he plays, if literally if he played Gus, Gus had three points. He loses that matchup. And it I was Gus also was kind of a timeshare with Edwards Alaire, I think. At least yep. people were yeah. questioning, like, oh, I don't know who's going to be the guy. And to get the TD there, that's, you know, that's the kind of luck you have to have to to win a season like this. So anyway, so Dill, Dill wins his matchup. I just thought that was, I mean, so many things had to go down to just even get to that point, including just beating Michael at the end. And Reed came through in a big way. Um a random stat that I did look at is the Jets, Bucks, and Cowboys scored 92 points combined, and Evans, Pollard, and Gary Wilson did not have a single score in there or a two-point conversion. So you go 90, 92 points with those three teams and the three, at least Pollard and Evans, are Evans' number one score did not do anything. Anyway, so we're in. We're all here. You guys are playing each other this week. What's the what's the strategy in the in the Orlando camp right now, Dash, of getting getting prepared for this big big matchup? Yeah, the strategy all year was get the stack that has easy playoff games at the end of the year. So easy regular season games for them that become playoff season games for us. Yep. So the goal was to grab the Eagles because they have this like kind of easy stretch. So it's kind of just one of those things where you you hope for the best. They've been through a gauntlet of all these really crazy intense defenses and really good offenses too, to where they've kind of just been beaten down. So I haven't seen the Eagles against 
a bad team in, I don't know, it feels like a month, month and a half. When would that have been? I guess maybe Washington, but Washington always plays the Eagles kind of feisty. So, and before that, it was probably the Jets and the Jets beat them. So it just feels like we've it's been a long time since we've seen the Eagles play like either a bad defense or an average team, bad team. So I don't know what it looks like. I hope it's going to be good. If it's not, I had a really fun year, like rooting on 90% of my team from one real life team. So it was an interesting strategy. It's not, I wasn't meaning to go this hard into the Eagles. I, I didn't think Swift was going to be the starter all year. I didn't draft AJ Brown, but I ended up trading for him. So I kind of backed into the, into the Eagles stack here and have just tried to embrace it. So we'll see how it plays, but I'll be thrilled if Jay moves on. He's a very deserving owner. He's one of the ones at the beginning of the season I picked as my my team to do it. It was I think it was him and Brady were my two that I thought had the best chance to to kind of pull it off, just based on their odds. So yeah, we'll see. It's either going to be me or or uh, my buddy Jay, and I'd I'd be grateful either way. Jay, the entire the Eagles fun? roster going on Monday night is an underrated, just like torture chamber for me because and, and like last. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Both yeah. sides of the ball. Yeah, he, he has that club going tonight. So it's like Sunday is almost irrelevant for his fantasy team. It's like, like I think it's like flex and kicker basically are the only guys going on Sunday. Um, it said that Eckler's going tonight, but someone needs to tell Eckler and the rest of the Chargers because we're looking <laughs> at another fumble here. Eckler wasn't even on the field, so I'm not sure Eckler actually is going tonight. Um, we don't need. Oh, more he fumbled about again. That, but uh, no way. Yeah, it's a it's a really brutal end of the year. A couple of traits for me there to hitch my back into Eckler as the main guy whose quarterback is stick, and he's not even on the field very much for these games. What is uh, Jay Kelly? Jay Kelly fumbled. That's a surprise. Um, yeah, it wasn't Eckler. Wait, I don't know. Fascination little, little is savviness here by the uh, a sneaky Raiders defense start. Little two fumble recoveries. Yeah, I mean, um, what are the, the Chargers have scored like seven points or ten points combined over the last two, so it's it's a good start from Z. Yeah, I don't know. I, the Chargers keep trying to tell us that Josh Kelly is something, but even in those games where Eckler didn't play for like a month, he like had maybe twenty points combined in like five. Tell games. me about it. So he's he's not actually good. Um, We've all taken a spin on the Eckler train. It's he won me a lot of money last year, and I yeah. I went to the well one too many times. It looks like. Jay, where, yeah. where does the plastic polluters come from? Is that was that a joke I missed, or what? What's I think that? it's an ocean. Is that an ocean reference? Yeah. Kind of is polluting my my waters. Yeah, <laughs> I I have gone on a little mini winning streak here, and it started. I was a depressing dad, uh, deadbeats and the fat losers, and then something else, and <laughs> I was just the period for a while, and I finally decided. I think against. Cody, I can't remember who it was, but I decided to finally just like make my team name something like kind of against the team I was playing against. And so, yeah, that's just a tidal waves, which doesn't have a natural predator. Oh, it was against Michael because he was a hawk. So I was like, oh. so I was like, well, plastic is the one thing that can potentially destroy our oceans. So, um, well, so, yeah, uh, the high IQ jokes getting that this is this is elevating. I like that. I've warned my turtles to look out for straws and those little <laughs> plastic can holders. He's dumping straws. He's going to Starbucks. Yeah. My, my sea life has been warned. So <laughs> we'll see if that's going to impact the results on the field. Looks like Eckler might have already gotten wrapped up, taking a straw to the <laughs> here early. Some of those Diet Coke six uh, six bottle plastic things got on Eckler's feet there. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Jay, you made, I, some, you made some big trades at the deadline. Walk us through what what was the the pulse in the in the front office there going into that deadline. Well, yeah. So to kind of touch on something you said earlier, um, I basically sleep from nine o'clock till two o'clock right now, and then I maybe get a little sleep from like four to to five thirty. So I kind of make decisions just like, like JV and I were texting about the trade. I didn't know Kyler Murray, Murray had a week 14 buy when I made the deal. I uh, was kind of learning on the fly about Cooper Cup's health. Like we were like, JP texted me probably at, if it I can't, wasn't the trade deadline, 1 p.m. maybe. Whatever it was, he was texting me like 15 minutes before the trade deadlines when we started negotiations that included... Kyron Williams by Bijan Robinson. I mean, we were like trading major guys. Um, And it was just kind of like, I hate my team. I can't go down with Geno Smith at this point. So I was like, whatever. If I can get rid of Geno and I can get Murray and everything else is kind of a wash, I'll just do it. Um, And Kyron just came off like a crazy game. O'Connor just threw another touchdown pass. He outscored last week with that pass uh, right there. Um, First quarter still. Yeah, so, yeah I, or no? he's on he's available to be picked up if someone wants him i dropped him um true fashion of the league the quarterbacks that are not picked up every week are the ones that do the best yeah so we're seeing that again for some reason uh, he won't show me my defense score sad dude. it's probably like 11 you know yeah like yeah maybe anyway yeah Anyway, yeah, so JV and I made that deal. And then Thatch and I, like maybe a couple days before, had done some sort of Pollard for Kyron Williams white deal. I don't know. My whole roster basically got turned over week 13, week 14. Um, this is the first week I've really liked my roster. Like, I just like the way it looks. I have two quarterbacks that I enjoy watching. Yep. I have competent running backs and receivers. Um, so I don't know. I made a lot of bad deals throughout the season, but I kind of landed on a team that. It's fun to watch. So I'm the same boat as Thatcher where um, if I win this week, obviously that's preferred, but it was a fun season. Losing Chubb early was was tough, but I'm um, proud of the way the polluters fought this year. And so we're uh, – Wait, I didn't, most realize, I didn't realize you – so that you added Browning for 31. And I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't even remember this trade. So you traded Browning and Rice to Jay for Cooper – Rico and Rit and Shitter. Yep. Those are the ones. This, <laughs> That's crazy. At the, t- at the time, Pollard, I mean, obviously, Pollard, you if you have him, you want Rico because it seems like Dallas already kind of likes Rico. And Browning was such a question mark where it was like Shitter or Browning. It's like, who, I mean, who yep. cares? Browning's kind of caught fire, but that, I mean, at any point, if he has like a three point game, no one would be surprised. It's just been a fun, like, He's been huge recently, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this week he drops three, and that just ends my season. So, um, but Rice has been kind of—I I don't know. We'll see if that continues too. But that's been a huge. I love Rice. I don't know about fantasy. He's just—it's you just never yeah. know from Mahomes. But he's Rice is so talented. Oh yeah, I've he's put on together a really nice stretch. Weeks and weeks and weeks of him like barely getting to ten, but being really interesting in every game. So I knew he could be something. But at the time of that move too, really, I wanted to get. Another wide receiver off the bench. Um, so I got Cooper. And then mainly I just wanted to get the handcuff. Yeah. Pollard, because I forgot to do that in the first part. Um, but I had Dobbs. We were in the middle of Dobbs mania. So I was like, I actually think Browning is good. 
but yep. I can wait it out as long as I have another guy to throw in in case of emergency. And then Dobbs melted down. So my QB two position all all season has been a disaster. Yep. There's never been. I mean, I had two weeks with Dobbs. It was like, oh, I finally have a guy. Like I thought, even when I got Carr, I was like, wow, like that was tumultuous for the league. And you know, I added in it, <laughs> whatever. But now we're done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I got this average guy. Like, no, he wasn't even close to average. He was horrible. So there just really was no hope for me after Rodgers went down because I only drafted two quarterbacks. So as I've made very public, that will not be the strategy next year. And uh, people can come to me if they'd like a quarterback because I'll have uh, six on my bench. <laughs> the entire bench will just be QB slots. Um but that's you. So you moved. I'm just looking. I'm catching up on all this. For some reason, I missed it. So you moved Ridley and Cooper for Hopkins and DK. Yep. So Cooper helped where, where get to Hopkins DK, which was great. Hopkins got moved to become Levis. So Levis mm. sucks, but he's my starter now. And he had a decent week last week. So you never know. But all those pieces essentially ended up becoming – levis and metcalf and yep. dk like getting him through all that deal which my deal with jay ended up helping with dk has been huge so yep. i don't know what yeah. he'll do this week but the eagles secondary is typically horrible so it's yep. gonna kind of depend on is gino playing i haven't even looked at that is that the thing i think he is i think he is playing this week okay that'll be helpful so we'll see but is there a world dash where you start aaron jones over swift or jones plays or are you pretty committed to swift I'm pretty committed to Swift. I think this is the week he has just faced. It's just been pretty matchup dependent. Like yep. he goes against bad run defenses. He scores every time or yep. gets, you know, a hundred yards. So I'm not super worried about Swift. It's just the Eagles have gotten beaten down these last couple of weeks. So I, I saw something today world. that um, Dylan broke his hand or something. So Jones could be, could be eaten. Yeah. It could be, that could be a really big play. Um, I don't think there's a world where I play him over Swift. There could have been a world where I played him over Eckler, to be honest, but I didn't have enough time. Like if Eckler would have not gone until Monday, that would have been a toss-up and I would have considered it. But I think Swift, the Eagle stack, like I just like when they get to the red zone, I'm getting points from this, whether they're kicking it, run it in, or whether it's a toss, I'm getting points. And that's been the strategy. They've scored a lot of points, and I think I'm just going to roll with it now. Yep, I like that. It'd be uh, so tough if the Eagles had like three rushing touchdowns and you were looking at Aaron Jones's eight points. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, that's just. I'm just not an Aaron Jones guy. I'm on record. I've yeah. had him a lot in the past, and he just pisses me off every year. So that sorry was... for, words for our foreign listeners there, but uh, Aaron Jones brings out some frustration. Number one, uh, number worst trade of the season, I think, was Kelsey for Jones. As Horrible. It should have been the worst trade, but that was not the worst trade because Kelsey didn't end up like doing crazy intense things. Like that didn't yeah. end up hurting a ton, I don't think. Yeah, it just it doesn't hurt until right about now when I'm looking at having to play Taysom or Kincaid in the tight end spot. And you're like, I rather just would have had Kelsey problem at, at this point. Definitely one you would want back. You yeah. had some good luck on some later trades though, that yep. I think you pin that out. Yeah. Jay, speaking of trades, Rashad White, I mean, did anyone see this coming to him being this good, like this long? What's crazy crazy is Thatch and I, so 
I can't remember what I was doing. I think either family was in town or we were going through some sort of quick illness. But like Thatch texted me a trade a week before we had to deal with Pollard that was like like even like somehow rosier for me. And I was just like, I, I don't I, I just I'm just sorry, I can't look at this right now. And then Pollard had another like eight point stinker. And it was just like what I was like, I, I'll do this now if you want to, yeah. lol. And he, and he was like, Well, I can't do as good as it was, but then it was like basically white and Kyron for Pollard, plus like I think I had something else I gave in there too. And I thought yeah, White was like, I thought White was kind of apexing where it was like, I don't know, like, it's just, so, I mean, Baker Mayfield, it's like, I don't know, how excited can you get about that? And then uh, he just has kind of scored every week, which, yeah, I mean, knock on wood, it feels like at some point he'll cool off. It's probably, I imagine all the guys that have been hot for me the past couple of weeks will have like eight points this week and I'll lose by 40. But um, yeah, we were texting the chat, like, I think I have four tidal waves. Like they were drafted by Thatcher or either spent some time on Thatcher's team that are now on my team. So we yeah. we both make a ton of deals. So it makes sense that like our players just kind of cross mingle as the season goes along. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. White's White's crazy. Yeah, you're starting four guys that have played or started for me or been rostered by me this season in Browning, Rashad White, Rasheed Rice, Cooper Cup. White benefits from Mike Evans falling down at the half yard line every time. And every time it's just me chucking my remote at the TV. Just this past, this past see. because his toes were like just getting in bounds, just staying in bounds. It was, it was a good I've, challenge and they, they, it was correct, but I was pissed. Just stay in, stay in the thing. Anyway. Evans season is the one I can't believe. I mean, I thought that was like. Freaking Dill drafted him for seven bucks. Yeah. I, I, I'm, making, I'm making a secret list. It's not going to be secret anymore, but of all the things Dylan did this year that were just so good. And then, yeah. Everybody well, just takes heat. He's, you know, people make fun of his trades. They make fun of this. They make fun of that. Dylan always is like, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, no, I'm just that, That's my big thing. He doing. has this, like, this, this facade of. It's a facade. Dylan knows what he's doing. He always make good, makes good deals in the end. He drafts well. He gets guys that pop. Like, he knows as much as anyone else. He's he leads on this like oh I don't know I don't know but he's he's good he knows what he's doing he's in the championship last year he probably is going to be in the championship this year and he's formidable. Yep. The uh, you want to talk about your Nick matchup? Yeah. Well, before that, I had one thing. Um, oh. Actually, yeah. Let's let's talk about that matchup quick because then we'll move to that. Uh, so the big thing is is Stroud going to play today? They said he's still in concussion protocol. Um, which I'm not. So if he doesn't play, Will or Will Nick is playing. Like happy. What did he drop? He doesn't want to play lock. I guess uh, none of those guys <laughs> are reliable. So maybe you get twenty. Like I think Zappy had that last game. Like maybe you get it, but probably you don't. So it's kind of Stroud or bust. Wow. Can we just pause for a minute to talk about Evan Ingram's game last week? <laughs> we talked about guys that popped. Um, holy shit. I mean, my God. That guy was just like, there was just 40 fucking points. I just kept loading it with more points for Evan Ingram. But uh, yeah, you survived. But Jay's being marked uh, assaulted on the Ingram. Like, where were you? Yeah. Marked safe <laughs> on Evan Ingram's. Marked like, unsafe, like, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been really tough because, like, John had a chance of getting, I, there was like, 
at a couple minutes where it's like John's gonna be the team that gets in with Herbert yeah. and Allen out, and he's gonna yep. score forty points in the playoffs. I'm just gonna be like Evan Ingram and Mitch Trubisky are the reason why I didn't get in. But what um, was crazy is if I lost and John beat you, John was in. Yeah, right. And that was a kind of looking like the most likely outcome as of yeah. like four or five p.m. But that was there's a really that was like the last half of that game of both those games was were just nuts. I I, I couldn't believe. Never had a season like it. Um, but yeah, so if Stroud is out, that benefits me obviously greatly. Um, I did have a little trivia for you guys. <clears throat> there are four players averaging 20 plus points a game this year. Can you name them? Christian McCaffrey. DMC. Oh. I would say Tyreek Hill, probably. Yep. My guy like it's close. Who? My guy hurts. Yep. He, he's he's one he's one of the four. Okay. Hurts. So do we, do we have three of the four now? Yep. You have CMC, Tyreek, and Hurts. I right think now. I know the fourth. Is it the Ed Sheen? Oh, I can't pronounce his name. The Dolphins second running back that Nick has. Achan. Achan. It is not. He's close. That's a great guess. Because yeah. his points per game are high, even though his total points yeah. are high. That's a good guess. I think it's Josh Allen. Yep, it's Josh Allen. So Three of the twenty point guys are in. Tyreek's out. Um, Dak is. Tyreek should have been in. That's that's unfair. He should have yeah. been in. Yeah, yeah. Dak, Dak's at nineteen point nine. So I, I tossed him in there for honorable mention as well. He's averaging twenty eight game. It's just crazy when you look at it, like CMC. His lowest game this year has been twelve points. His lowest game. Just and it's, it's absolute insanity. Well, the whole thing with him is like. You know he's going to be the best player in fantasy, but he's going to miss 40% yep. of the year or more. And ever since he's come to the Niners, he doesn't miss games. I don't think – has he even sat out once since the trade? I don't even know if he has. So it's like, I don't know, maybe he just was on a bad team and they were being careful or he just had bad luck, now he's over it. But that kind of discount in price because of his injury history, that just turned out it was not needed at all. And he should have just been – Drafted as the number one guy that he always could be. So that's just been surreal seeing his health now. I had him last year before the trade. There was some like some stretching weightlifting thing that he like had changed that he was like confident would fix it, which I bought in fully and it seemed like it's kind of worked. The thing yeah. with him too was Elijah Mitchell last year when they would made a trade, he was getting like 25, 30, 35% of the touches the entirety of the second half of the season. So I was like, Oh, which would make sense. You want to keep CMC fresh for the playoffs, but this year they just are like force feeding him touches, which yep. their offense is loaded. So he just, I mean, he scores a touchdown pretty much every week. I'll keep this short, but I did, I did went a step further and did, I looked at the top 25 scores in fantasy to see who, which playoff team had the most, uh, comprised had the most top 25 guys basically. Um, Dill has two of the top 25, but number one in Allen. He's Allen's the top scorer in all fantasy. It's like 10 points more than CMC right now. And then Nick has three of the top 25, both Stroud and Mahomes, and then CMC are in. Cody has three of the top 25. And that you have two, two of the top 25. Cody's got Dak, CD, and who else? ETN. Um, ETN, yeah. Was, oh, was, wow. Yep. And then that you had Hertz and Brown in there. Jay, you have one in Chase right now. And mm. I have two in Lawrence, who's surprisingly in the top 25. And 
uh, Mike Evans, Trevenev are both in there. Well, interestingly enough, so th- those are six teams, right? Only 13 of the top 25, so about half are in. Four teams had the other 12 guys, um, including six from ML. So ML had six of the top 25 scores <laughs> this year, uh, which it's is crazy. crazy. It, it's, it, it's insane. It, it, you look at it, it's 12. like Those three QBs for sure. Yep. And I actually, I, I did that too. So, because that, that your whole thing, I think at the beginning of the season was you have to have a top QB. Yeah. And I looked at it. Um, so of the top 10 QBs, number one, two, and three are all playoff bound. Michael had, or JB had Lamar at four. Michael had uh, Purdy at five. And then Nick has Mahomes and Stroud who are six and seven. There's a real world where JB and Michael make the playoffs. They outscored some teams that did. They had some bad breaks. There's a yep. real world where that whole top seven or eight you just said are all playoff teams. Yep. Well, it's, so it's crazy because one uh, QBs one, two, three, six, seven, and eight all are in, and it was really just four, five, nine, and ten that didn't make it. Um, they were close. And Michael had five, nine, and ten. <laughs> so it's just yeah, yeah. That that part is I just. Think- I mean, three top ten QBs in one team is just nuts. If you just showed someone had no idea, just like blind the rosters of all ten teams, or like rank your top four, I think JB and Mo are in the top four, like as of right now, even like yeah. Mo probably the whole season. JB kind of went with a more aggressive, like traded for Cup, added Kamara on a whatever that suspension was to start the season, so he started slow. Yeah, but his team was loaded at the end of the year too. Um, if you were blind picking. There's a world where the three of us are not on most people's boards no, of teams no, that they, I guess made the playoffs. Because you would no. definitely say Michael, JB, Nick, Dylan for sure. And then, you know, yeah. Cody's probably Cody. That's, yeah. that's the top five. If you're just looking at rosters and saying whose rosters do I want to have, it's probably those five guys. Yep. Anyway, just thought that was interesting looking at QBs because it really does show. I mean, you pretty much have to have a top QB to get in. I mean, I know Jay and I are in there. I think Trev was like QB 11 or 12, I think. Um, and Fields has played better recently. Um, he's like QB 22 or something right now, but he missed five or six games. Um, and so, and then Jay, I mean, Browning's been QB, what, one or two the last two weeks of everyone? Yeah, he's probably been. He's been two weeks. A, a top five, yeah. two or three, probably over the last, if you just count the last two weeks. Yeah. So, anyway, all to say, QB really matters. Um, I'm looking at this. Brownie was the QB only way QB that I could QB. predict making Cheers. the playoffs. It's like if I have a top three quarterback, I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm pretty, you know, within a 80, 90 degree certainty so for me that's when i went into the draft and i paid what what did i pay 70 something 75 okay 75 something crazy for hertz but i was like if i don't get him i don't like my odds and so i kind of overpaid but i just knew at the end of the day for me the only way that i know that i can have control over it is to like get a top three guy jay and i just kept trading bad players to each other all year just hey hey hey, do you want to get hurt next cool send him over (laughs) The, if you look back at, I think my worst trade of the year and probably the worst trade anyone made all year, um, I think I did two of the worst three or four. Trading you, Lawrence and G. Wilson for Watson Cooper 
Watson yeah. got hurt basically, never really played. Cooper now is terrible. And then Deontay Johnson, who's currently a free agent. And then in a pan of RB2 super early in the season, I traded John Keenan Allen for T. Higgins. And then there's other pieces of part of it, but like that was basically a part of like I forgot a QB and QB this sort. You drafted Allen. Yeah, I, I had the Chargers stack because I also had Mike Williams, who I had shipped off to Brady. So I like had six Chargers at the start of the year and had zero by week two, but it was a, a wild start. Wow, it's fun to be here. It's fun to fun to get in. Um, as always, it's it's just getting here is an insane battle, and then it's kind of like you can't even like really breathe though because the playoffs start and then you're you're in the thick of it. Um, but yeah, so I no, think. Nick has a great chance here, um, getting some early love from the Raiders' defense. But, I mean, just looking at the gauntlet of Henry, McCaffrey, kind of Mahomes has to win. I think the Chiefs kind of have to keep winning, so he's going to play a lot, which is going to be tough. Um, I will say a lot of guys on my team all have to play as well, which I think is key, um, is getting a lot of – like the Bears that kind of want to be in it. Uh, Jacksonville has to, like – stay involved pretty much down the stretch. Um, I don't know. I, just, I thought it was cool. Like I think I sent it in the, in the chat, but like similar to our league into the NFL being super competitive this year, it was cool to see like our league also kind of all be in the mix and then in the hunt down the stretch, which was, which was really fun. It was a great year for the league. Bad year. I would say for fantasy football in general, just way too many injuries, especially at quarterback and scoring yeah. was down running back position was weird. And, Tough year for fantasy football in general, but for our league, really, really great year. Bunch of trades, competitive till the literal final end of the final game of our regular season, which was so fun. Uh, yep. So great year. Awesome job, everybody. Yep, couldn't agree more. I uh, I think I had one more. Oh, yeah, my, uh, my FU stat was – Diggs was terrible again down the stretch, just like he was last year. I knew that was going to happen. That's why I did not draft him. Yeah, he's had the last four games. He hasn't had more than five points three of those games. So is there a weirder like he's so good? The Bills are clearly so much better when he's involved. And then I I watched that game and like they just like didn't throw to him. It's like he's not even on their team. I knew. I knew that was coming. I just was just. Wait, he was on my do not draft, do not even think about. I, I circled back on Kamara and Russell Wilson multiple times. JD and- saved you. That would have been mm-hmm. terrible. You having Pollard's really scary. Like, I'm genuinely scared for what's going to happen all about but, that. The, but- Rico, the Rico thing about, about Baroque, I mean, this past week, it, it just, I don't, I don't understand it, it. Again, if it's, you know, hey, where Rico's on the 12 yard line and gets lucky and slips through, it is what it is. But I'm like, if we're on the one, just, let, 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 let your man let your man eat. Why not? The worst part about having Garrett Wilson is Jets fans are crazy. And if you search his name on Twitter, like or X, like through the third quarter, there'll be two or three people posting a couple highlights of where he just cooked his cornerback and then Zach Wilson didn't even look at him. And you just are like, that that was 17 fantasy points that he could have had if Zach Wilson just was like a competent human being. But I really do no. believe if Rodgers was QB, I think Wilson would be a top three wide receiver that was my belief and i know you guys I, yeah that at times me and thatch were heavily invested in the jet i mean my top two teams at the start of the season being the jets and the and the uh, browns was just my mistake but i was fully bought in on those teams and then 
No, I buy no. into the Hard Knocks curse every year. I watch it and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to have all these guys. There's <laughs> no way that HBO glitz and glamour is making them look good. They actually are going to be some of the best players in the NFL. I need them on my team. And every year they're no good. But yeah, I spent more money on Aaron Rodgers than uh, Kirk went for, Kirk Cousins, who I should have just brought back because he was my guy and ended up getting hurt and all that. But I think that loss of like, a decent QB really kind of was a, a death notice for me. Something also that's not good is I'm watching this game and I'm seeing CJ Spiller in for yeah. uh, most of the drives and then they bring Eckler in to block. So that part's not great either, but uh, <laughs> having Kieran Williams, Rashad white and Pollard as my three <laughs> running backs and turning oh, no. all three of those guys into just Eckler right as uh, Herbert loses a finger and the Chargers fall apart, was one of the worst management jobs I've seen of anybody in our league uh, all year, probably. Turned a couple bucks into a couple cents in a hurry. I think there's a it's... world where – sorry to make this about me again, but I was thinking about Jared Wilson. I, I think there's a world where I start Jaden Reed again. I don't know. Reed was kind of crazy that game. I don't know. Reed is involved. Yeah, he, that, that's that's the key is the involvement. He was is Watson the ball fifty percent of the time. It felt like I don't think he, I don't think Watson's going to play this week. I don't know though. No. Sad sad Nico noises. I was really really excited about Nico there for a second when Tank got hurt, and I was like, oh wow, Nico's going to just absolutely cook down the stretch. And I was going to say I thought. Nick's team was like a dark horse two weeks ago to just like make a crazy run. Like it looked like the Texans were about to catch fire. Stroud was going to be like end of the season rookie that just kind of puts it together. And like, even if he's healthy, down his top two guys plus Schultz is banged up. Like he could still be awesome, but it just seems like it's the Texans that were performed at the start of the season. They're just going to kind of like fade into next season, but hopefully not. I mean, Stroud's so fun. It's just a fun team. It's just like, Losing your top three receivers is hard to overcome. Yep. Kittle for Nick is also like low key, really crazy. Like, I, and all those Niners guys are wild because it was like you watch and all of a sudden be like, I picked up a 60 yard reception. Like, Kittle has a 28 yard touchdown. Like, it just like all of a sudden it's just 10, 12, 13 fantasy points, like in a heartbeat go up. Kittle is Hawkinson without the normal games. Like, Hawk will score, like, eight points, but then, like, three times a season have 36, and you just are, like, if you're playing against him, you're just like, oh, my God. And, like, Kittle's the same way, where it's, like, for two or three weeks of the season, he's the best fantasy player, and you just are, like, hopefully I don't catch that game against Nick. Well, won me a playoff week last week yeah, I, I traded Hawk did I, didn't I trade no no I I kept I didn't trade I drafted Hawk I think last no week. I know exactly what happened yes, it ruined yes. my season I was I traded Zach Friermuth and then like whatever quarter like I think it was probably Pickett to yep. Zach for Mark Andrews and Thatch had made a similar Hawkinson plus somebody else offer for Mark yes. Andrews yeah you picked mine me and Thatch played each other Andrew scored four points and Hawks were 30 and I lost by like 10. So if you had picked Thatch's trade, yeah. I probably would have won. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's so many other variables, but like all in all, I probably would have won. But yeah, I I, I I remember that because you guys both sent me offers and I was like, oh, for some reason I like 
Why did I? Why did I like Pickett more? I don't, I don't even. That's so dumb. Why? Why would I like Fryermuth? Well, it's, it's hard. I mean, Fryermuth was hot at the end of last season. I remember like kind of being sad about getting yeah. rid of him. It just was like yeah. Andrews is obviously such a prize if when he's healthy. But so dumb. I know it's getting past Jay's bedtime here. So that you know, you got you got a little something prep for us for for, for normal. Um, appreciate the the legwork going out. Yeah, I wanted to have a little gimmick, a little something. Uh, you can put it in as part of the title of the episode. A little something to get the boys talking. Yeah, so I like on the heels of comparing boys to coaches. Uh, I'm doing something that's a little <laughs> more in my wheelhouse, which is comparing all of the the boys as fantasy owners and their season to HBO shows. Because if I'm not playing I'm really fantasy sports, HBO shows, I'm ready for yep. this. I'm I'm I... probably watching an HBO show. One well, before you get started. Compared to me to Eberflus was the meanest thing <laughs> that's been done to me this year. And I've had some really mean things done to me at work. So just wanted that pointed out, and then we can move on. They compared we Brady to a guy that wasn't even in the league. Yeah. They were like, or no, was they were great. Yeah. They were all great comparisons. Okay. We just we, we had we had to pick Cliff for Brady because they're just both so cool. They're just like the the cool like looks and like the beard thing. I don't, I don't know. I liked McDaniels thing- for Brady. Yeah, that could be yeah. too. Dill just was Dill just like he liked the goon talk thing too much. He's like, you would say you would say this. And I was like, I would say that. So I, I can't even <laughs> that thing and then the clip of him yelling at the guy, like, I'm cold, but I'm winning or whatever. Those are both things that I would be I'd be doing. Complain complaining while winning is the key. That's that's always the key. That's the yeah, only way towards the specialists. Yes. All right. Before we start, what are each of your boys' favorite HBO shows? Jay first and then Zach. Great question. I would probably say The Office for me. No, um, uh, Game of Thrones is such a classic. Curb is like probably a comfort show. Um, those are my two that I would pick. I, I texted this to Dill. I really, I realized last night at dinner, I was doing the Larry David like two finger thing that he does, where he's always like, "Oh yeah, yeah, come on," you know, and then he does like the, <laughs> he does like the, what, what is this? What you know? It's, I'm like, I'm doing the hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> curve has been such a surprise like i i think i like thrones and um succession probably succession the most but i mean i just did, i knew you boys liked curb and like i heard a lot of like chatter about it in the past and like, i gotta see what this is about and it's like an uncensored like nathan for you basically it's it's so funny his situations is are, are crazy another turnover for the raiders defense let's go just yeah, this this couldn't be better if you're a fan yeah. of the Raiders, and, and if you're starting their defense, it or happen to start their defense against Stick. <laughs> there, there, was, there was a muff punt. They they or they they took the punt away from the guy. Yeah, it was a dropped punt here on this one, and Stick dropped one, and then Kelly dropped or fumbled one. So yeah, hot start for the Chargers. Um, it's the type of team you want to make a late trade for their top guy because he's just waiting to explode. Oh, no, he's on the sidelines. He's taking us <laughs> off. All right. Well, you know, he's got the team hat on. He's got the ball cap on. It's not a good sign. But, uh, yeah, all right, let's jump into let's jump into the comparisons. I'll highlight some of my favorite shows along the way. Uh, like this them. is not in any order. It's all going to be random based on who I thought of and what shows I thought of. But – up first, we have JB. Uh, I'm comparing JB to the HBO show True Detective. Ooh. An unbelievable first season, True Detective, back <laughs> when we all were in college. It was such a good show. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I've ever seen 
a show this good. Um, but then they haven't really been been that good since. On the flip side, there is rumors of like a new True Detective that is supposed to be pretty good. So I do think JB is going to come back. He'll he'll have another hit. He'll have another season. But um, things were really, really good a couple of years ago. We're working on getting back to that level. JB is True Detective. And he's he's got the cool like. Isn't there always a ton of like smoking and drugs in that show? Oh yeah, it's a, just got, a cool. It's a cool it. factor. Got, yeah, we got we got a lot of vaping. There's, yeah. there's some good. Yeah, I, I like that. I like it's that. a great show, and JB. Oh, no, we Jay and I and Mel watched that together. At Mel's house in high school. Very fun. Yeah, it's a great show. Yep. All right. Next up, we have John, the HBO show that I have chosen to compare to John's season uh, is Chernobyl. Uh, things kind of blew up. <laughs> for john <laughs> this year uh it was a really really entertaining season he has a lot of the big name guys all throughout the show won some awards john had it like that great season last year like john is not a bad owner john is awesome we really hope he stays but john's season i'm comparing to chernobyl in the way that things kind of blew up they came undone he said he was leaving he unsent the text so i really hope that that means he's staying we want john around for the long haul um but I'm comparing this particular season of a catastrophic events, but in a way that was still really entertaining uh, to Chernobyl. Wow. I was not, I was really not prepared for that. That was really good actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is me. The show I've chosen for me is Westworld. One oh, of my favorite HBO shows of all time, uh, similar to JB with True Detective, Westworld started so hot. Some of yep. the best that I've seen. And I'm using that for this season kind of for me. So the Eagles guys, we were riding so high. It was really, really good. Um, after that kind of initial spike of Westworld, they had some concepts that were pretty cool. Second season was still pretty good. Third season, eh, I don't know, but there's some interesting concepts. So the highs are really high with Westworld. Like when it's good, it's like one of my favorite shows of all time. But when it's bad, it's horrible. So I've had some of the best weeks this week. Love my stack. But I also scored uh, 70 something last week, the week before the playoffs. And I might score 80 this week, but I'm not sure yet. So um, high highs and low lows. Westworld is me. Did it did it get any better with like Aaron Paul and stuff? Or I, I stopped in that. No. no. Okay. There it was some cool parts to it and like some yeah. episodes were really interesting, but overall it got pretty sci-fi and out of that world of what was kind of adult amusement park with cool robot people. Like I thought that was really fascinating. And then it just was never really revisited again. So God, yeah. yeah, I watched the first two seasons of that and then have never picked it up since. Same. The first season of that show is maybe my favorite season of an HBO show ever. Yeah, it was, it was uh, awesome. Another All right. touchdown for the Raiders, too. Just Yeah, the Raiders are cooking. Uh, Eckler's taking off the pads and walk to the locker room. It's 28-0. It's, it's over. So that was officially the worst trade of all time. But next up, we have Nick. And Nick's HBO show is Mayor of East Town. Mayor of East oh. Town for Nick. An elite show. Everybody loves this show. Um, there could potentially be a season two. At some point, it would have to be kind of reworked. But it came on really big with its one season and made a huge splash with really no downside to it. So I'm comparing this season for Nick to that show. Really, Nick has been great since season or episode one. So season one of Mayor of Easttown, I'm comparing to that. I like that there were some stretches that it was a little tough for Nick, but he didn't panic. He didn't make trades. He stuck with what he knew. 
And the ending, I think, is going to be really rewarding here for Nick, much like the the miniseries that we all loved. That show was awesome. I would have gone with Euphoria just because of the bonk factor. All that show seems to be is just naked people from the episode I watched, but I like Minerva's Town too for the reasons you gave. Nick, as a person, if we were comparing people to HBO shows, I probably would have gone Euphoria. But if I have to compare his fantasy football team, I went there at East Town. I haven't seen it. I'm, Jay said it was really good. I remember you guys liked that. I need to, I need to peep that. I would add it to like the thing you watch next. It was like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would vault it to the very top of the list. I have about seven more seasons of Curb to work through, and I'll, I'll let you know where I'm at. <laughs> if you want a long form, if you want like a 60 minute to drop in, intersperse through your 20 minute shows, drop this one in, and it's it's amazing. All right. All right. I like that. I was going to go Euphoria for JB too, as we called out that show. It didn't end up making my list because I couldn't really. I was struggling to tie it to fantasy football in my head, but that's up there. And that makes Gen sense. Z, yeah. Gen Z, JB yeah. in the comp there, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, next up. Um, we have Michael, and the HBO show I'm comparing Michael to is Veep. Uh, Veep is an awesome <laughs> comedy. Michael brings so much great comedy to our league. It's creative. It has some of the best talent, Julia. Louis Dreyfus wins an Emmy for the show. Like it feels like every year she's number one. Michael's got all these number one guys, but it isn't really talked about in our group, at least at the level of some of these other shows. So I think despite it being really, really good and really amazing, it's not getting its love and it's not uh, at least in our group chat and our circles, uh, one of our top ones that we would highlight. So I'm comparing that to how Michael had one of the best teams, some of the best talent, uh, but it didn't quite pan out for him in the end. I like that. I'm yeah, not that's another awesome one. But next up, yeah, it's awesome. we have Jay. And much like Jay's favorite show, the show I've chosen for Jay is Curb. Uh, Jay's <laughs> season and Jay are cranky in the best ways. It's always in the conversation, regardless of what the conversation is. Best show, best comedy, uh, you know, funniest guys, like most quotable, like you're always in that mix. Jay's team is always right there in the mix of top teams. It's never quite gotten over the hump. Like it's not going to make the top three of like, oh, the best HBO shows of all time. Like people are going to hit those main big dramas, but it's right there in the mix every time. And that's comfortably where I have Jay just pounding out another great season and another great season to curb. That's that's the comp I have. That's two kinds. I've never seen the show, but the way Bill Simmons described Oz, where he like would drop the like random prison rape scenes, is how I would describe my fantasy season. But um, Curb is an awesome pick as well. I'm riding the thick of Curb, and I couldn't agree more. Just season being like that, it. Uh, I think that the I just finished the season where he like does the musical David Schwimmer from Friends. And it really threw me off the whole thing. Ben Stiller was there. <laughs> David Schwimmer was there. I'm like, what? What's going on? Um, but it was like a, it was like one of those like office moments from Michael. Like, is actually a good like manager. Like Larry was actually awesome in the musical. And then like, you kind of like need that like for him to be like an actual like, oh yeah, like you're a great like at what you do. But we just never see this because you're the most awkward human alive. Anyway, too nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next up we have Brady. Brady's show that I am comparing to his fantasy season is The Righteous Gemstones. Ooh. Righteous Gemstones, super underrated show. Really, really good. Lots of flash, uh, big money guys. That family is like 
super successful early on. They have a lot of like material stuff. Like Brady has a lot of early success, especially with those Lions guys, those Vikings guys. But as we know, with the righteous gemstones, it all comes crashing down because their family are full of crazy people. And unfortunately for Brady, his season kind of came crashing down like the righteous gemstones uh, dominance and their reign. So I'm comparing it to that. I know Brady loves that show. I love that show too. So um, all love for righteous gemstones and for Brady's season. Better days are ahead. Never seen the show, but that all that makes sense. Yeah. It's a very funny show. I watched the pilot of that show and like the opening scene is them doing like the baptism, like in the Chinese uh, water park. <laughs> and as someone who's in a living, wave pool. Yeah. As someone who's <laughs> lived in China and been to like those water parks, I, I was crying laughing from that. <laughs> it was so good. I don't know how they did it. They, they did everything, but that was amazing television uh, right there. Very good show. All right. Next up we have Z. The show that I have chosen to compare Z to is none other than Game of Thrones. The Ooh. show. I think Z's season. Queen of Dragons. Really, the only thing I can compare it to is war. A war scene <laughs> in Game of Thrones. There's fighting. There's complaining. There's competition for those top spots, those roster spots. No, Nobody's safe. Anyone could be traded. Anyone could be killed. Feels very Game of Thrones to me with what's happened with Z here. I like that. I like that. Noticeable lack of incest in this team, but uh, other than that, that's that's the only thing that's that's missing right now. I think. So, it just yeah, that's, that's an awesome one. It's a staple of of HBO. He's a staple of our fantasy leagues. He's helping kind of keep everybody together. He's staying involved all the time, so uh, it made sense to to make one of the pillars of our league compared to one of the pillars of the HBO franchise. I like that strap. You were. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I say post draft, you kind of caught some heat for drafting like four of the five worst humans in the NFL. So, uh, just with the way Game of Thrones started, that makes sense too. It's tough to root for a lot of those characters in Game of Thrones. You you think you can root for them, and then like you kind of learn more about them. And it's like, ugh, I don't, I don't know. So there's that's another good layer. Yeah, I like that for Z's team too, with all those questionable characters. Yep. No one's actually good. That's the secret. No one's good in Game of Thrones. No one's good on my team. It just, it, we, they all have like <laughs> little, little moments and then it's like, no one's actually good is the, is the key. That's great. Love that. Love Thrones. All right. Next up we have Cody. The show I've chosen for Cody is Succession. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, uh, I like Cody for Succession. The world, the finance stuff, it's his, his world he knows about. Cody is the Logan Roy. He's had some great success in the past before any of us were born or really were like looking at fantasy <laughs> rosters, much like Logan Roy and his kids, he was cleaning up. So it was, I think it was our first ever season before we had everybody in the league and all that kind of stuff. Cody was already dominating. So Cody has had these moments much like Logan Roy, where he has these spikes at the right time. And every three or four years, even when you start to count them out, he's like, no, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still in the mix. So he'll have a season where he drops out. Logan has a, a season where he's got some illnesses and he struggles and he relies on some people. But right when you count him out, he's back in the mix. And, and that's just like Cody. He's always reminding you that, no, he's he's going to be in the mix. And 
even when you try to send a little complimentary video to him to, to compliment what he's done, he's, he's going to stick you with a little bit of hate <laughs> to, just to keep you on your toes. He and, didn't like the video. He was not, not, not in on the video. No, he didn't. He didn't like it. I wasn't trying to say it was his first time there. I, I didn't even think that was in the video. I just was like, Oh yeah, it must be nice to be, you know, riding in one of those front seats, just in cruise control here. That would be nice. But uh, no, no days off for Cody. He's, he's serious. He's here to do it again. Like he's done it before. And, uh, succession for Cody. Yeah, I like that. He uh, he definitely has earned that that right. Um, and really, I mean, he. I mean, everyone's had major injuries, but losing all those guys here going into the playoffs and then still being projected for like one twenty six or whatever is like absolutely nuts. Like that. That's the true Logan Roy. Like you can take everything away, but he's still going to come right at you at the end. And uh, yeah, that's it's scary. That being said. Unlike JB, Panda's excited and ready to play Cody next week once we beat Nick. So excited, excited to see him for the third time this season. And uh, we're 2-0, and and we believe we can do it again if we get there. All right, last but not least, we have our very own Dylan. The show that I've chosen for Dylan is a show that Dylan and I send memes of to each other frequently. He just sent me one yesterday that was really good about uh, DeVito. Uh, so a little spoiler there. The show I've chosen for Dylan is The Sopranos. Nice. The Sopranos. Good, dominant, start to finish. One of the most legendary HBO shows. Dylan has had a legendary year this year. Just when you think he's doing a misstep with a guy, Gus Williams leads the entire NFL in touchdowns over a five-week stretch in the middle of the season. Like, Tony Soprano does not miss. That show does not miss. And even when you think Dylan is missing, he's not. He's got a backup guy. Oh, someone's hurt. He's got the ninth best whatever guy to plug <laughs> in right off his bench. Like he's got no holes. We we say that all year, and uh, I think he's in prime position to win it. And much like uh, a lot of people say, Sopranos is the the prime show on all of on all of HBO. So that's my man, Dylan. Enjoy a slice of gabagool tonight. Uh, prayers up to the family and all the above. But you're in uh, you're in a really sweet spot here. So nothing but the best show to compare you to. Does Tony Soprano suck at golf? He's not great at it. Okay. All right. I'm in then. I'm just kidding, Dylan. Um, the only 10-win team this year, Dylan. Wait, did you do yourself, Thatcher? Yeah, I said for me, I'm Westworld. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I, like I said, after 9 o'clock, I literally can't remember anything. Um, yeah, much like Westworld, after that first season, you really can't remember anything. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to remember much about this year other than, oh, yeah, wasn't didn't he have a lot of Eagles guys there for a little bit? Whatever happened to him? Oh, he came in six. No one cares. Yeah, I – there's going to be a lot of – I mean, as we know, you make the playoffs and anything can happen. I think, Jay, you were saying you had two – really good teams the last couple of years and or last year and lost both games or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think the key is to make it in and then you just let the fantasy gods do their thing and, and see where the cards unfold. But uh, thank you both for being here and helping out with the pod this evening. We're very excited for the playoff matchups and uh, I think it's great that we can have you guys on and uh be excited either way for whatever is going to happen here moving forward. We got six fun, really competitive teams. I think it's going to be some great matchups here rounding out. And we're hoping to keep the league engaged. We got content. We got uh, pods dropping. Hopefully we'll get some uh, some type of video or memes going in there uh, just to keep the boys engaged here through the rest of the season. 
And I know that Brady's going to ask for like the CBA to start in like March this year or something. <laughs> get an early vote going on the, uh, you know, what we need to take care of for next year. Are you going to do a blazing two or pick a, your winner? Oh, yeah. the whole I, thing? Uh, my, I mean, I, I got to take myself here. I mean, you got you to bet on yourself as you go in. And uh, oh, the, they score again. Oh, my. Yeah, it's 30, 35-0 in the second quarter. Is it is it the white guy? Is it? Is it is no, it's a backup running back. Brandon Bolden. <laughs> oh my. Um, believe it or not, I'm actually going to choose Jay here, and I I like the uh, I like the the cup chase combo a little bit more than I like the Brown DK combo. I think the QBs are going to cancel each other out. Um, I think Hertz and uh, probably Levis. It looks like are Levis probably isn't canceling anyone out for what it's worth. But Hertz by himself maybe cancels out a couple. But Levis I is think that's... canceling himself out. <laughs> but I think you got. I mean, you guys have a crazy even. I mean, crazy matchup. I think both explosive plays on both sides. I do think, as we always have said on the pod and in the chat, having people go on Monday seems to kind of be just that little extra. Jay's going to build up a big wall you know, 125 or something, and then that's going to be down 90, and it's going to be every drop back is going to be just trying to, you know, see where the points are coming from. There won't be enough space in Dylan's freezer for all the guys that are going to need to go in there. Well, you guys yeah. heard, actually, I shipped Dylan the, the freezer and had him put, there's the largest freezer in Indiana, I had him put the entire, uh, everyone except Waddle from the Dolphins into the freezer, and it worked. <laughs> so I just, it's, just you know, if you need if you need a freezer, I'm your guy. I got one here. Um, Dylan printing out photos of NFL players and putting it in his actual real life refrigerator freezer is one of my favorite stories of all time. It cracks me up every time he sends yes. those photos, <laughs> and that is a, a highlight in boys' fantasy sports lore. Jay, do you Can have like a, do you have like a thirty second parent corner story for us to round out? Anything oh man, a moment. No. So just like, I mean, she's been way more like interactive and kind of smiley here this past week, which has been awesome. Um, she's had some serious poops the past couple of days, like some, like almost had to do a full load of laundry on like a two day period just because it was like something to come on, that's come off right away. But, um, no, she's been amazing. So, uh, we'll hopefully have more as we get older, but right now it's just been a lot of good stuff. That's great. I miss her and miss seeing that smile she's so cute but uh my little parent corner story natalie has figured out she hasn't really watched that much tv but she's figured out how to use the remote somehow and so if i leave the remote like i go and watch tv at night and i go to bed and then she wakes up in the morning she's figured out she walks as an apple tv remote and she can like auto load charlie brown christmas somehow from <laughs> screen to playing it <laughs> And I, it's there's like a, there's four steps apple tv clicking it selecting it she just she and she and she also learned how to do the volume somehow she's she's controlling her own volume I'm like, what's going on she's 17 it, months old and she's she's clicking her she knows her remote better than i do it's crazy is she your kid does she have the volume just at like your piercing levels where you guys like yeah. don't need an alarm clock anymore it's just like charlie Brown christmas tree at but it just yeah <laughs> it's wild i just i'm like and it was like it was like two two times of, of operating it. She's got like locked in. It's just like a sponge memory. It's crazy. So anyway, it looked like the uh, 
Chargers almost fumbled again, which is hilarious. Um, that have been too much. But yeah, thanks for being here. That's we're excited. 20 weeks, 20 weeks left here before we see. Praying for you guys. It's exciting stuff. Halfway to joining you in the in the parent corner space. I don't have any parent corner stories yet, but future parent stories are uh, are being loaded. In the meantime, I'll just say, pun intended, someone poke Eckler with a stick. He's, <laughs> he's doing a lot of nothing. So. With an Easton oh. stick. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of Spiller right now, which is just sadness. Oh, well, bless up. Good luck this week, Thatch. Yeah. The best man win, made the most fun team win, and then one of us will pick Dylan's butt next week. Best of luck, Jake. Whoever wins of these of these three people right here, I, I think we're we're going to the finals. So let's let's, let's see some people on this pod right here. Maybe make history, and I think it's time for me to get some bad luck. Cause I've had some good luck in some seasons in the past, so I'd I'd be happy to pass things off to to a new winner. So best of luck to everybody out there. Good luck, boys. Good job by you. Awesome. See ya.